So welcome, Stephanie. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, thanks for having me and thanks for all the preparation you already did. It's, um, yeah, it's um, great to be here. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. Yeah, and perhaps some short information on Stephanie with whom, like who is my guest today. Stephanie lives in Switzerland and she has a family-owned business. So they are half, like half of the company is in manufacturing, in textiles. And they also have a store and sell beautiful things there. And the other half actually is a, is, um, a creative agency agency. The other half is a creative agency. So it's super diverse, super interesting, many topics to talk about today. And I'm happy to have you here. And for the beginning, I would love to know from you, Stephanie, if you just tell us a little bit about your story, tell us a little bit about what you do and yeah, introduce yourself, please. Yes, um, I'd like to do that. Um, well, when I actually started, uh, most people think, uh, well, maybe you come from um, an entrepreneur family where it's very regular that you start your own business. Um, in my case, I really started a totally regular and um, apprenticeship at the bank in Switzerland, right? <laughs> so okay, of course. <laughs> I, was, I was with UBS um, and it um, basically it's an office job. Um, it was an interesting time, but I could feel really, really quickly that's not what I um, love to do. And I had a big dream. This was flying. I wanted to fly aircraft since I was a little girl. So um, cool. when I met my husband and he showed me first the way how you um, how you can actually get into this business without going to an airline or not being in the military. Um, yes, this was when I really started my flying career. And that's why it's important maybe for today, because most things I learned, which I use today in my daily um, business, I got from, from there. I really got it from the cockpit. Um, and of course, um, I still love aviation. I still love to fly. Um, and I think this is the first dream I made myself through. <laughs> so um, when it comes to where I come from, well, I come from aviation. That's where <laughs> everything started, right? Okay, so from aviation, um, and you just for, for understanding, you said you didn't do the former career in that. So that meant you did like private flying or what does it mean? Yeah, I was flying or I, I was lucky to fly for an entrepreneur <laughs> where, mm -hmm. it, where it comes all together. Um, so um, my job was basically to, um, to really uh, fly the aircraft on one hand. Of course, that's what a pilot does, right? On the other side, I also was um, responsible for all the um, insurances, for all the paperwork, um, getting in touch with the clients. Um, yeah, that's what I, what I did. And okay. it was wonderful. Yeah. So, okay. So how did you then shift into building your own company? What, what, well, ha what happened there? <laughs> um, it was very, it was very fast. Um, 
one day we had to, or the owner of the company had to decide to sell all the aircrafts. Um, so um, this was a very interesting time too. We um, sold them to the new owners. We did fly them around. It was the first time I flew from America to Switzerland. Um, so, um, but then of course, um, there were no more aircrafts, right? So um, no pilots needed. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it was very clear. I'm not going back to um, to a regular job. And I was also not ready to go into um into um an aviation a regular aviation shop um so um i was it was was not a question i just did it and we opened the store i was um i was so convinced to become an entrepreneur myself since um my my husband already was one and um um i was working so much together with entrepreneurs it was like so clear i did not even ask what i <laughs> i just did it Super, super interesting. And then, like, I know you went into manufacturing, into textiles. How did, like, how did you get across this idea? Like, did you always like to sew or were you always like a very creative person in your mind? How did you then choose that entrepreneurial path, basically? Um, basically, um, you, you really already um, called it out. It's like, I really love to have something in my mind just to have a vision and then build a product. So um, I love to see something grow and think about the packaging, see something just develop in um, first in my mind, then starting to think about the process, um, how you would um, produce it in a very effective way. Mm-hmm. And also since I traveled a lot, I could see a lot of different things, but I also had even more the feeling that it's so great if you have something which is produced locally. Love it's that. always very interesting to see how these personalized touches come into into the different products um, around the world. So um, for me, it was very clear. I want to be um, I be wanna, I want to be a manufacturer. Um, so and textiles, it, I, it was just very very something easy to do, and I used it every day we, because we started with um, hat fashion, and this mm-hmm. also came because. Yes, you didn't have enough time to make your hair every day. So head fashion is the perfect solution for the bad hair day. So also this came actually from what I do or what I needed every um, every day myself. And this when we started with um, with head fashion, because I used it myself. This is so simple. It was such a simple, um, actually, solution. Yeah, I love that. So you basically, the first product, and I think those are, I have no idea what you call them, like those those cover covers, right? I yes, we call them turbans, right? Turbans, turbans. the mm-hmm. turbans, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically coming from a place of like not lack or like I need that, but more like what do I use all the time and what would I probably like to have in a beautiful fashion and not in like whatever, a crappy fashion and then create that. That's very, very hand, hands-on, I think. I love that. <laughs> it is, it is. And it's such so much easier also to um, to afterwards um, make it better because you use it every day. And so um, I don't need to to make up um, a story why it would be useful because I already do it, right? Yeah. And this really helps um, yourself to test it. And so I could start with my first products. And of course, at the beginning, you think you have one product and you think um, my store is full. But then, the ideas new ideas come and yeah we are back mm-hmm. to I love to create something new <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you add it like add it on and you have a lot exactly. of beautiful things now in the store and I wondered um okay so it's one thing like what you said all your skills from aviation being very process oriented being very like effective like this all helps you 
And still, tell us a little bit more about um, the beginning stages because you can have all of that. Mm -hmm. However, in the, in the beginning, you somehow need people to buy that. So did you just right. have like a lot of money and you put it in and you could like, or, or how did you get your customers? Like how was the beginning stages? Oh, the beginning stages was like um, when you had a customer in a week, you were very like, um, first of all, you were nervous. Um, then second of all, you thought about, um, did I do everything right? Is is my customer happy now? <laughs> yeah, so course. it was not like boom and it just worked out, but um, it's the network. Um, time is doing a lot for your business um, because yeah. if you um, are continuous, if you stay there, if you um, try to become better, making better products, um, you will automatically get into the process and people will recognize you. And then suddenly you ask yourself, why do I have new customers? I didn't do anything for it. And, but that's not really true. You do every day something for it. <laughs> it just, yeah. um, it just comes naturally with time. Yeah. Oh, I love that because this is, I think also something which is going on today, perhaps even more in the online world, but also in the offline world. You think I have an amazing idea. Now everyone needs to be inspired. No, it takes time and you stay consistent. Like, yeah. I guess you showed up in the store every day and you showed up with new ideas every day. It wasn't like, oh, now no one came for one week. So no, no, I'm, I'm stopping for two weeks. Like you kept going. So how did you create, where did this courage or perhaps this consistency come from that you knew it, it like is this a learning you had afterwards or did you know in the beginning I need to keep going and this is going to work out no I just know it's worth it um, because it makes sense it's easier to see if you say okay I want to fly this aircraft so you drive every day to the airport to learn to get the skills and even it was exactly the same thing from the beginning. I knew when it is worth to go every day for it. And this is not something you can probably learn or it's just a feeling. And I, I know every day it's, um, it's the right thing to do. Mm. So I love yeah. that. That is like goosebumps, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's worth it. You, you don't know, like also with aviation, I love that because I don't know I don't know other people, like I know friends of friends who are pilots, but I don't have like a direct connection to, to someone from aviation and to draw that conclusion of, you know, you go there and you learn it and you have to put in that time until you properly fly and fly the first time. And then it works out and it gets better. It's a process and you go there because you know, like deep inside it's worth it. And that's yes. the same with business. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so how long did it take for you and for the company until you would say, okay, it was stable. You basically had the numbers, you knew, knew what to expect. How um, long was that? I would say, um, the first three years, it was really, really just, um, yes, you, you started, you did, you did, you did, and it, and it came better and we could double the, the, the numbers every year from mm -hmm. one to the other. Um, we are still on that road. So <laughs> um, yeah. but, um, I think the, the crucial year was really, um, this year it starts then when you make the decision to, um, not do the journey on your own. As soon as it goes outside of the family, it's, totally different responsibility you take and I think this is the this is the real this was for me the really really tricky tricky part and the tricky decision um to take and then I think there when you can really um after you really made this step I think you are in a 
in another it's an it's another way to work after that yeah yeah okay can you can you tell me a little bit more about that so first it was family owned so i'm not sure i think your husband is in there somehow and your your mother i don't know if more people from the family or is it the two of you the three of you it's actually um it's owned it's by um, by my husband by me and my mother and okay. it's still family owned of course of course yeah. my um, grandfather and my grandmother did um support us very much um in the beginning um and also still they they support us um very much and um but it's even if it's still family owned um mostly my mom and i work in the company um, my husband is um is is working as well um but of course he has all the things to take care of too he is um He has another company he's working. So um, he um, basically does um, even um, even more <laughs> than we. So, um, but when you start to have the first employees, now you share the family business and still have the, um, the responsibility for, yes, for, for others, um, which is not, it's just no longer the same. And mm. um, it's very interesting. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So what were the challenges there? Like what were your fears? Because you said that was like a really tricky decision to take. So what were the challenges and the fears and how did it work out? Um, the challenges on one side, you have too many customers to do all the work. On the other side, um, you don't have, um, you, you're never sure if you have enough customers tomorrow um, to, to feed them more than your family, right? So you need to make the decision to, um, is it um, better to keep it small or shall I make the move? And um, do I trust myself to then get enough customer for even more people? And once you're in this direction, it's very hard to stop. Um, so you cannot just go, You not just can go back as before because before it was only you yeah. but after that you also or in my in my opinion you also um owe a certain responsibility to the, all the people who are now um are in the business with you so this was the tricky part it was just um about taking care i would say this is uh or caring yeah i would say this is the tricky part mm. and so okay so one day you you made the decision you decided okay we don't want to want to keep small stay small we actually do want to expand and how did it work out like did you get the right um, people in the team were there challenges was it the right decision oh it was the perfect decision absolutely because um, you can you always can count the numbers and you can make it up on paper but but what you never can is what you get from the people Yeah. It's like it's um even like even when you plan an event, right? You can go for the menu, you can go for everything, you can plan everything through. But what you really get is the emotions, mm -hmm. and this is what drives it drives me even more. Now, um, you, the, the the little things you probably would not do because um, the customer is more important, and your business is probably yeah, it's it's for the business and not for the customer. So always customer first, and. But now you have employees and they can't proceed with their work if you are not doing your job for the company. So at this moment, I started again to not only work in my company, um, but more built on my company. And this is the thing which is the, the biggest value I think you get immediately. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how, like, how was the process? And I love all of that. Like there is so much gold in what you're saying. And um, 
because I know many people who are there, you know, it is about building a team, going next level. And it's a big decision. As you said, it's not only responsibility for you and for your family. It is still a responsibility also for your clients, for your customers. And yeah. now mm -hmm. for the people who work in your name for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have responsibility for them as well. So it really is an increase in responsibility. And actually you do want like less work for you. However, you, I guess you have to, to balance that in time. So how, how did you make it happen to find the, the right team? Because I know this is a, that's a big question. And I have mm -hmm. been there, you know, um, yeah, you have perhaps an idea who, like, what is the kind of person I need in my team and how do, how do you get that person? Um, my first thing was very clear. It's not going to be a friend or a close friend. This was my, this was my first rule. And I think this was a good, good idea. <laughs> so, um, and then the second thing is I thought in aviation, we always say like, learn from the best, right? So I did it totally regular how you would do it. I started with, um, writing, writing it out, right. Um, start talking about it and then the network comes. And so, um, Actually, it was so easy to then um, have the first um, have the first um, like interview. Or? Yeah, interviews, and then when you had the interviews, I was like, I was amazed <laughs> what work I saw, what kind of people um, um, we met, and then it was actually hard to say, okay, we would love to work so to um, together with so many of you, but we then made a decision, and then you have to go one step further and ask yourself what expect you. Or what? Not only what expect um, to expect from your new team, also what to expect from yourself. Okay. And then I think it's hard to say after a few days um, if if you match. But after a little while, when when I was now um, feeling more comfortable with myself, um, with also leading a team, then it's um, yeah. Then you you on it. And so um, how can I say? Um, maybe I was lucky, or maybe I just um, had the same thing because I was sure it's going to work out <laughs> so um, it worked out yeah did you like was there a person you had to let go again or did you pick the right people and they are still the team you work with now um so far we are still the same team mom um, so um hopefully that's going to stay like that so <laughs> and hopefully we are going to grow further yeah <laughs> love that yeah so um yeah I would like to go a little bit deeper into that into You said, ah, perhaps I was just lucky. And then you also said, um, you always had this confidence of, I am sure it works out. Like mm -hmm. as you were in the beginning, like I follow my, my passion. I do what I love. I know there is a need for that. So I create that because, you know, I work as a mindset coach, um, mindset business coach, and this is a big thing. And you say it so, so easily. So I would love to, to hear a little bit more from you like the importance of confidence and how did you get that confidence and where did this idea come from? Like, this is just going to work out. Um, it's one thing, it's probably because of my family, because they always um, believed in me. And I think this is a very, very um, good point to start. This makes it much easier if you have people around you who believe in you that you believe in yourself. But then the next thing is that I 
used to train when you're also in aviation, when you train, I know you do it. I also used to dance. So you have like all, all the choreographies, also all the, the things you do in the aircraft. Um, I used to train the things, you, the switches you need to um, um, use after each other. And so it goes into your body, right? And so as long as you are confident and you, um, I would say, program your mind <laughs> that it goes to that direction. Of course, that's not a guarantee, but I think it makes it so much more um, easy. It's not the right word, but it's like it's more a flow. You don't um, fight against yourself or against uh, something which is not even there. So you can focus on those things which are really difficult <laughs> to manage. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't really understand what I meant with like, you, you knew what, what kind of switches to do. Like you mean in aviation, like you just learn physically what yes. to switch on, like which things in the plane? Yes. Um, it's like a lot of procedures in, um, in aviation have to go fast. The same thing as you would like train how to, um, how to as a skier in the winter, how you do a slalom. So you need to have to, you need to match the course, right? And you can do that in your mind. You can just train, go through it again and again and again. And after a little while, I mean, the body won't recognize that you're not really on there, on the track. I mean, you are just doing the same thing in your mind and you, you train the, the procedure. And this is not only possible, in my opinion, it's not only possible with um, physical things like a, a dance choreography or something like that. You also can train... Um, your mind to that works out <laughs> simply yeah. that it works out so if i drive somewhere and if i i'm very sure i have a parking space i'm i think it's easier and otherwise if i don't have one at least i didn't think about it already an hour ago that i won't find one right so <laughs> the result yeah. it's there is no risk to be um to be positive so there is oh, no I risk to that. that yeah there is I, that's just my personal opinion or that's what helps me a lot yeah. and supports me Hmm. there is no risk to be positive i'm already collecting some of your <laughs> lovely phrases to later put them in the show notes so you just mentioned also that you had this um this backing of your family and this was one question i wanted to ask you you know i have been in a family-owned business i helped build a family-owned business and my own business and um Yeah, you are in a family-owned business and you said the support was super, super important and super good. And still, like, how do you, like, how do you sometimes, like, they, are, they go together, family and business, and at the same time, how do you make sure to also keep them separate in a way? Like, you know, if you struggle, if you perhaps have differences in how you see things, to not make it personal and not mix it up and then have, like, a huge mess. Do you have any rules or does it just break out as well because you're lucky or? <laughs> no, it, um, it was never my wish to separate those things. It was always my wish to have one. Yeah. Um, I, I think you spend such a lot of time um, with working. And yeah. if I have the chance to work with my family, I see my mom every day. So um, there is no, for me, there is no need to separate those um, things. And when it comes to, um, yes, um, like when my husband says, um, you will never make that. Um, he already know that I, um, that this is like just another trigger he gave me. Like a positive trigger. It. Yeah. So um, it's, I wouldn't say that this is really easy. And sometimes it's, it's even difficult, but 
that's the way I choose. And um, I don't want to separate it at all because yeah. for me, it's together. It's yeah. us. So um, for me, there is no need or it yeah. was never my wish. Yeah. So if there are challenges or perhaps you don't have them. So for example, you see it differently and you have to decide because it's not only your decision. You, you three of like all of all three of you own the business. How do you manage that? That it doesn't, you know, it's, it's different. If you have a team member, it's still a different person. You're not connected emotionally as much as you just said with your family. So do you have a different communication style? Do you put more, more effort into it? Um, that it works out or does it just does? No, it's um, most of the deci decisions are on me. Um, okay. So um, it's more like we, we usually don't have this kind of um, talks where we would fight like this is better than this is better. And then finally um, someone wins. <laughs> it's, um, it's much more like that we are, we, we consider different ways and, mm -hmm. Then also um, what's possible comes in. And I think mostly we just put everything together and then there nobody needs to say what we have to do because it's anyway clear, it goes out. And then the daily business comes also in. So you have to, you have to do it. So the second question, does it really work out? <laughs> and then when it you adapt a little bit and then you come together again and then you just, um, it's like if you would um, turn a little bit on this knob, turn a little bit on this knob. And um, yeah, that's how I experience this um, mm -hmm. yeah, family, uh, the family part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think it sounds, perhaps some people will resonate in my audience. Um, it's just that I have... Um, I hear it that sometimes because most people, perhaps not you, most people, they, they still have emotional baggage from childhood. You know, if you work so closely together, it will show up. So just some examples, for example, um, when I did, um, when I worked in the gallery, um, I love my parents. We have a really, really good connection nowadays. And um, still some ways how he does things, how he does business is very different to my style. Mm -hmm. And I'm very ambitious as well. And I'm very energetic. So it can go on my nerves. And it really is like, you know, his way in showing up, for example, on art fairs, you know, how he talks to people in a very different way. And for me, it is like, oh my goodness, you can't do that. You know, <laughs> and that can create a little bit of friction, even though it's also super nice. It's super funny. We had a lot of fun doing that, you know? So I think... For other people, it might be that, that you have perhaps, you know, they are the closest family members and there might be that there is some kind of like <clears throat> this and this can, can basically mm -hmm. introduce some, some friction in business. And it, perhaps it is just with you that you have like a lot of, yeah, not a lot of, but the opposite, like no, no unresolved issues in family. This might be the case. Yeah. And I, I think also the, the good thing about having especially my husband, he knows a lot of my weaknesses. And so he's putting the finger on it. And even if this um, is like in this moment, maybe it's like, mm. but I know at the end, this is, um, this is, this is great. Because <laughs> so you can grow and you don't, there's nothing you need to hide because oh, they know anyway. <laughs> so, and I think that's, um, that's what I see. It's really, really, really um, an advantage. 
okay, so perhaps it is that way, you know, because I'm also like picking your brain a little bit and perhaps like seeing like mm, what is behind that, um, that perhaps there is what you just said, like putting, putting the finger in the wound and that actually like you could either go and say like, mm, don't do that and no, I'm angry and I hate you and I hate all of that. Or you can take the different, the positive approach again and learn from it and say like, okay, actually that is an issue. I have to take a proper look and make it better, you know, and grow from that. So yes. probably it's not so much that there would be like everything is calm and easygoing all the time. It is more your approach to that. Yeah, it's what I choose. So yeah. it always comes with um, certain things, but at the end, and it's nothing which um, it won't solve within one or two days. But also um, after a little while, I, I came even to the point where I could say, well, okay, I, I don't get it done. Could you please help? <laughs> so this is another another way. And there was never no. Yeah. Yeah. So but it's just you it's anyway there. And yeah. you don't need to bring it home because I don't do the difference. It's there all the time. So yeah. Gosh, I love that. There is never a no. There was never a no. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us perhaps a little bit more. That's super interesting for the audience as well. Um, perhaps about some big challenges, the biggest challenges you had fa you had to face in business and and how you overcame them. Um, well, the biggest challenge is to um, to ask for a price for something you do so easily with <laughs> flying. This was this was easy because um, I was employed and um, I was paid for my presence for um, because there was a contract but um, if I think again about being paid for flying I mean this is what I love to do and this is a little bit more difficult if you then have to charge um, a customer for something you really love to do you, you don't even I couldn't even see the value in what I do because for me it was um, I just did it and sometimes things go very fast but I have um a really high value for the customer and other things you really struggle, but um, the value for the customer is not even that big. And to recognize this difference and to then start to um, make it, again, make a product out of it, even if it's um, digital or it doesn't matter whether it's physical or digital, it's the same thing. You build a product in your mind. And sometimes to realize that the value is not there where actually where you actually designed the value to be. Yeah. <laughs> this was hard. And still yeah. is hard. It's still a challenge I, I face every with every new thing I do or with every new project we we um we start or with any any new product. It's always to really find the value for the customer and to and to focus on that one. Mm. So I think that's the one of the biggest challenges um, mm -hmm. I faced and I still face. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what, what is your, your, your um, how did you call this? Not project, you call it your process. Like, have you gotten better in identifying that? And mm -hmm. if yes, do you do it by intuition? Do you have some, some goals or some papers you follow? Yeah. Uh, how does it work? No, it's, it's, um, it's experience. I will call it experience in this time, okay. but um, it didn't came in, um, out of myself, of course, you get some tricks. One trick is um, what um, you just imagine you're someone else and put the put like the um, whatever you do or you create into someone else's. Um, um, how can I say, um, how would I say like that someone else? You actually make a gift 
Okay. To someone else with whatever you, with your, pro, you're just, um, your project is now a gift and you don't own it anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you pay for it? What would you um, recommend another person to pay the new owner for it? This takes you away. This makes everything more neutral and you can look at it from the outside. This is maybe one trick I did or I used to do at the beginning to get into that thing. Just um, give things away. Um, you don't owe them anymore. And then you look at them again and mm-hmm. then you get another um, another perspective. And But what really, really helped me was listening to others. Again, listening to my clients, listening to um, to my family and to my network, what they see in my work. Mm. And this was very interesting because they saw the value at totally different um, places. And I thought the detail was very important, right? I was working on the detail for, for a long time, but they said, well, it was about the solution, not about the detail. So Can you explain a bit more? Think. was about the solution and not about what, what do you mean with that? The, the value you provided to us was the solution and not the perfect oh, detail. Oh, okay. So um, I was putting, I mean, this is not something new. We always know that we put a lot of F4 in small, in 20% maybe from from the the big thing, but it's um, it's interesting to see where this 20% are. Yeah. So this was really, really um, something I had to learn or Yeah, I think that's important. This this, um, was one of my biggest challenges during the journey. So um, to find where the 20% are and where would you say are the 20%? The 20% in in my case, I think it's always something different. But in my case, these are really the details. Um, I'm, I love details. I just yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yes, and if, if you compare it again um, to flying, um, if you do like a perfect landing, if the landing was smooth, the flight was perfect. Doesn't matter if you do like a hard landing and you flew around several bad weather cells and you um, did read the radar perfectly, nobody would know, but the landing was not perfect. So you're a bad pilot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if the landing is right and you can manage it for the customer to to have his solution, this is the well, where the value really is. Um, so this is what I found out for myself. Mm, yeah, super interesting. And how easy then was it for you? Because it is one thing to hear from other people, you know, to hear them talking about your product, about the amazing solution you offer and all of that. How easy then was it for you or still is it or is it not to then accept that and to say, okay, I take this on as my perspective now? Oh, that's, I think I love to do that because that's how you can go one step further. If you say, okay, I did that. This uh-huh. brings me, this brings or um, opens new opportunities. If I don't have to take care of this in that way, I can take care of it in another way. And this opens new ways. Mm-hmm. So I love, I think that's, um that's not the hard part about it. Uh-huh. Okay. Because for some people it is, you know, because they have a very strong image about things and perhaps also about the value they bring to the table. And then to actually start listening to other people who say like, yeah, that's much more worth than what you're charging, you know, and you think like, it's super easy. I don't do anything. I just, I basically get paid for thing, things I love doing and like what, and for them it's challenging, but it seems for you, for you, it's easy to that. I think I wouldn't say that, um, I wouldn't say just, it's not only the listening. I think it's about taking what you hear 
and put it into um, into yours, then it makes it. This is the thing why it works mm -hmm. easy because um, if I would just listen and adapt, um, kind of um, change it, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be um, it would no longer be a product. I could say this is um developed by myself and I probably wouldn't feel comfortable with it and so it wouldn't work but if I can see okay um I have this information which I didn't have before um and I can use it to to go one step further it still um comes out of me and I still don't need to mm -hmm. do something I actually don't really want mm -hmm. so this is probably um I would also have troubles to just take um take and adapt what I hear, but mm -hmm. putting it in as another piece of information, mm -hmm. I like to do that. I like to do that. Do you have, perhaps it makes it clearer, do you have a practical example from perhaps one of the products where that happened? Can you come up with something? Yeah, um, um, maybe about the, um, the web projects we do. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning we thought the value is um, for the customer is to, um, to do the website. Mm -hmm. and to do the print medias. Mm -hmm. But the biggest value we now know it's to think with the customer about what he actually needs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's easy to say you need a website, you need Facebook, you need LinkedIn. Um, well, everybody told you already that you need your, that you need all that, but maybe you don't. Mm. And I think there it's where the value is. And we do that for us when he tells us the story, it's so clear. But um, so that we never even thought about to charge for that. But today it's when we start to think about what the customer needs, um, we definitely would put that on our invoice because mm -hmm. we take care of it. Mm. This can also mean that we say a customer, look, um, we would love to do the this big project <laughs> recommended by your friends, but I think um, a small project would be better and to add this thing to it. So it's not always um, for your portfolio. Sometimes it feels like against your portfolio, but the thing is this customer is going to come back again and again and again because we were listening and this is um, how we like to work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's a good yeah. example. I love that. It's very, it's very visual or very like, yeah, I, I can, I have a picture to it. I can understand it. So that's super good. Um, I have, yeah, I have several more questions if you are, you're up for it. And I think because <laughs> we now went into this, this online space into, you know, you know, like um, seeing or checking the process with them, what do they really need? So um, you having an, an offline or a productive or production-based business, how do you do the marketing? Or do you just rely on the network and people coming into the store? Actually, that's, um, that's very, very interesting since we have so many customers we support. Or I mean, since we... They're not, um, they're not so a huge number of customers, but since we always um, are in the process of um, doing the online um, things for our customers, um, we have barely time to do our own. <laughs> so, um, yes, we are actually really focusing on the network, but we know there is a lot of potential out there to do it um, online and we also know how to do it. So this is um, definitely something um, I would say it's on my list, but I have to improve um what we talked before about like um this balance between how you build your own business or how you work on your own business versus um to be there for the um for the customers mm -hmm. so 
Yes, um, basically right now we are mostly focusing um, on the network mm-hmm. and um, we, but of course we have also the online stores, but it's not that we are loud enough out, out there to, that someone has the possibility to even hear us. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, that's an important difference of like working in business and working on business. And that mm-hmm. obviously happens to, yeah, many people in my audience will, will hear that and will understand that, uh, yeah, once you want to scale or you want to grow to the next level, you know, like, yeah strategy around your own like working on your own business becomes important Um, so very interesting and um it's nice that you have it on your list so it will come (laughs) to fruition at some point yeah yeah. (laughs) you you will hear us soon (laughs) (laughs) um and because you're mentioning the network i would love to hear a little bit more from you about relationship building about building a network what are key what are key factors to that like where did your network come from were you just born into a big network or how how does it work no totally not um i was um i was really it was this consistent we talked at the beginning about it's um if you have like one or two people in there really believing in you um then they can really scale it and after a little while you are in the position to um kind of use or introduce new people um to your network i think that's something um entrepreneurs like to do because they did the journey so um once you um meet people who did the same journey they love um they they really love to um to support you and to um, introduce you to the network and then it's on you how you how you work with it how you go further and this is one of the things also i i really look forward or i i love to do all the time when i'm now after this um, time can give something back to new um to to entrepreneurs just starting so um i think this is like um yeah it's it's not a generation thing because we are not so <laughs> much in age difference but i would say let's say it, um it's a, a senior junior thing um mm-hmm. which um helps a lot i can see this dynamic um very often so also again it's about asking mm-hmm. if you don't are asked um if you can be introduced i can't imagine any entrepreneur saying no to that so mm-hmm. Most, yeah. most of us like to to share right mm. um, these experiences so mm. yeah okay so um, that meant well what I can hear now is like you had really some firm believers let's call them fans <laughs> like some yep. big fans who spread the word uh, who spread the word and brought new customers to you and then was it also how you approached them like were you really open were you like free giving like did you have any not strategy but some ideas of, you know, some, especially, especially like manufacturing companies, they do free gifts or like, if you buy that, you get, get something else or buy some, how do you call those little gift cards? Like, how did you, how did you nourish your network or was it just your, your bubbly because you're a like really friendly, bubbly person? Was it really just that? <laughs> I would say the manufacturing part, we never did something like a sale or gift cards or so. Um, but in the online business, um, we, because we were asked first um, before even we, th- we did never think about doing something like that. But then when we did our first website for ourselves, um, we were asked, well, 
we think you could do some websites, right? And I was like, mm, yeah, maybe we could do that. So let's think about the pricing. And there we did really an experience. But the cool thing about this, it was an experience for the client or an experiment for the clients and also for us. We told them, look, we have never done it. So our challenge was like, can we build a website for 3,000 francs in including text, including everything. Is this possible? So we just um, said, okay, we do the first 10 websites for 3,000 francs. Who wants to have one? <laughs> we, of course, thought nobody is going to raise their hand, but they all did. <laughs> so, they all did. Yeah. So um, that's how we came into this. Um, so it was easy for us because we had a pricing, which is very difficult to do. So we already solved that problem. And they knew we, we didn't hide that we are not professionals in it at this time. Mm. So um, we just, uh, we are newbies. Um, would you like to start with us? <laughs> like, and they said, well, yeah, let's mm -hmm. do it. So, yeah, I think it was a combination between um, not saying that something which is not true, like, um, and also... Um, but of course, having a very good price tag on it. This was a combination. Yeah. This was five years ago. Now, of course, um, we we did um, we did a few websites, so we wouldn't call us unprofessional. <laughs> so, now, now it's a different now price we tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love this part where you say like it's about all. Oh, I would put the words to it like honesty and authenticity, like to not show off and pretend we are professionals. We have coded and done like tens of yeah. thousands of websites and say no. This is why we have an entry uh, entry um, prize, and you probably also bring your your heart with it. You know, like connect yeah. with people and um, yeah. do the go the process with them. It's um, yeah, I that's, guess that's new. yeah, that's key because I really can say. Um, those customers are still our customers. So <laughs> that's, um, I think that's very wonderful. And yeah, yeah. that's, um, yeah. Something was right there. Some, you yeah. did something right there, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's also a, pl a good place, a good moment to say thank you to them for the trust they gave yeah. us, right? Yeah, I love that. Um, I had another question around, um, because you know, like parts of, uh, like most of my, my business or audience are um, rather introverted souls, sensitive souls, um, intuitive. All of them are high achievers. So they are like, they come from a hustle world and it's about them to like calm down and create more based on what you also said, you know, like you just knew it work, would work out. And I would call this intuition, you know, you believe in something and, and you follow that, you follow, you know, your soul, you follow your desires, your heart. Um, do you have, and I, I would like you, you do have, um, or you give off the vibe of um, being a sensitive person. Um, so what would you, be your tips? I don't know if you're in the, on the introverted side, side or extroverted side, but what would you give for tips for people who are more that audience? Like they like to spend time with themselves. They like time to, yeah, to do their work. Do you have anything to say to that? Yeah, I think one wonderful thing is about um, being curious about how it is to be, um, to enjoy the visibility. Um, when you have something which you are maybe, pr I don't know if proud is the right word, but something what really makes you choice, something you can enjoy yourself and something you believe in. It doesn't always need to be loud to, in, in a loud voice to share it. But usually things like that make, um, make you happy if you can share. Mm -hmm. So I think 
sometimes we also have this in, in the marketing um, questions a lot, like with the social medias and all the medias right now, if you're not really enjoying to be in the focus, maybe it's, um, it's easier to think about how much um, it's um, how much um, happiness it gives to yourself. If you can share something you really believe in. I mean, I don't mean this in like um, every, every political sense or something like that. It's just, um, let's take a product. If I, I have my head, I love to wear it. Right. And um, the one you're wearing right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I love to wear my hat. I love to wear my things. And um, it's so it's also easy for me to um, to um, to share this happiness about it. And it's not always um, need or it's there is not always a need to do this like everybody else is doing it. I think it's more about finding the right way how you can share this happiness, how you can share this visibility, basically how to make what you feel visible. And I don't mm -hmm. think these things need to be loud. They also can be quiet. And so I don't think that um, that it's necessary to um, to um, be on focus or to change yourself as long as you really like to make that visible what you what you care about. Mm -hmm. So um, and I think the I don't know if you have heard from I'm pretty sure you have heard from Simon Sinek mm -hmm. um, and this um, bringing the why in, in the focus and talking about why you do things, about why you, um, you, you actually have your products and your solutions. Um, I always love to hear that again, because it gives me like, it makes sense. Everything feels good. And yeah, that's what I probably would, um, would um, yeah, recommend or what I would invite to, to share it. I mean, it's, it's also cool to share that, that you feel good, right? Mm, it's, yeah. uh, that can make all the people's happy. And I think sometimes we forget that it's, um, it's not only that we would, we would not ask in that moment for something because we just would share that we are happy. This is, this is, um, mm, and this is a nice that. thing. Yeah. Share that we are happy in that moment. Oh, I love that because a lot in our world is not focused on that. Yeah especially right now, but in general, if you look at media, it's not about sharing, sharing happiness. So I love that. And perhaps that's part of your success recipe. Who knows? <laughs> Because I, I totally get that vibe from you. The love for your products, the love for your customers, um, the joy and happiness throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, and yeah. that's, yeah, I really, that's how it works for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. And um, I had another, like perhaps two last questions for you, um, even though I would have like many, many more, of course, it's always with all the people I interview, it's like, oh, we could talk for hours. Um, <laughs> so one more thing is um, I mentioned, or I, I know that from you, um, that you are, how do you, I don't know if you call it like that, biracial, you grew up or like your father is from Kenya. Kenya. My father's from oh, Kenya. Beautiful. And your mother, I think, is um, Swiss. And just because I interviewed quite some people, either people of color or black people, and um, we talked a little bit about the Black, uh, black Lives Matter movement and how that is for you to grow up in Switzerland as a biracial person and also how to, or if there is any difference to, to making business in Switzerland. Would be lovely to share some thoughts on that. 
No, I never had that. I mean, I don't never felt it like a difference. Of course, mm-hmm. it, when we were kids, um, there was like a chocolate and whatever. But at the next day, um, I think it was it was either tic tac toe or the or this, I don't know which um girl band was then mm-hmm. um was then in, and then you you were like very a very hype. So it was nothing different than another one who had like different ears or different eye colors. It was just like we were kids. Mm-hmm. This was <laughs> this was um yeah and I heard something in an interview from a kid um which I really for um thought it was very impressive. Um they asked also like do you have like um kids in in your class from from other countries? And the answer from the other kid was no no we are just kids. We are all kids. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so cute. Lovely. Yeah, that's so true. So I think we were kids. That's what all happened. What I experienced during um, when I ran and grew up, um, that I met people who were very, very unsure in in summer, I get darker. Mm -hmm. And then they just didn't know how to work it out with Swiss German and dark skin color. They were, but this was not nothing. um, They were just unsure. They didn't know how to, how to work it out. So I never had the experience that I was, um, that it was more difficult or that it was not, um, not possible. The same thing like, um, in Europe as a woman in aviation, we were never wearing really, um, really uniforms. We were flying always in, in jeans or whatever you would wear to fly. Um, so, also there, I would say I had much more problems to make them recognize, well, hey, hey I, I'm the captain. There is no other one who can bring you a signature. Um, but I never had this um, in um, because of my skin color. And also in aviation, um, it was always an advantage. Like <laughs> so you could always use it to your advantage. So no, um, luckily... I can say that it was never a problem for me. This, um, this is also why I can not give you a lot of insights about what you probably could do or what would be a trick. I just can say um, I always um, could um, do the say I had the all doors open and yeah, that's yeah. um Yeah. yeah. I love that. What I think there is, because you said, oh, I don't have any tips for people. Um, And I would say, yes, with what you said, there is a lot of gold in it. Because I would say it is your approach. Because your approach is... Can you still hear me? Yes, I can still hear you. Are you still there? Yeah. Yeah, Um, I'm still here. So I think your approach is what we said before. You know, I just expect opportunity. I am open. Like you cut yourself off from different experiences some in some kind of way, perhaps also because you grew up in Switzerland. I don't know. However, you have this very strong belief you somehow got in your life or whatever. And I think this can also be very inspiring. Yeah, I just wanted to say um, this is probably also part of the recipe that your focus was on opportunity, your focus was on desires and dreams. And this might be something for other people, not only for people of color, black people, people of whatever ethnicities or sexual orientation or whatever. Um, Also for us as women, I would say, you know, we can focus on what is not working and we can focus on our dreams and on our desires and what we want to bring to the world and lead with an open heart. And I think you're a wonderful, wonderful ex- uh, example of that. I can give so that to you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
so perhaps the last question would be um, anything else you would like to add? Any last thoughts, any last tips perhaps for business owners, not only for beginners, also for those people who want to go to the next level? Anything you can share? Well, I, I really can share um, it's, um, that I think that it's work. And uh, I think we should never, I mean, everything, it's a lot of, um, a lot of joy, a lot of um, worth in it. And it's also work. So I think it's also totally okay to say, um, well, um, it's not easy. I don't think we need always to say like, oh, it goes flawless. <laughs> it just comes in and it flew to the door, through the door. I think it's okay that it is work. And it's also okay that sometimes something doesn't um doesn't go perfectly fine and but i think it's um it's really really um important or for me it's very important to um to always see this like um this why i do it and as long as i just can go for that i'm really thankful that i have the opportunity to do it i mean i'm healthy i can i can go for it there is nothing um holding me back and so i think it's it's a mix between um It's okay to work and it's great that I can go for it. Mm, I love that. And I think I forgot that to ask um, you, like, what is your why? What is your why? Um, my why is um, one part is the love to the products. But my really, really why is because I think it's so important that we have um, places where we can, where we have opportunities um, for employees to work in a, in an environment which is um, strengthening for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. And this is my really why. Yeah. Mm. Like to build a company yep. where you, you have a place for employees to really, really thrive, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And to, I because I think that's how we can move things. Um, doesn't matter <laughs> in the first priority what we can start to move. Um, this will change from time to time as we especially can see and feel right now the focus will change the um, the products will change but the why is going to stay the same i love that i think that's a beautiful beautiful last thought of the importance of why and what your why is and also to see it as that business is work so it's not always easy there are challenges and it's your mindset it's your belief um, which keeps keeps things running and not uh, like a world where everything is easy peasy yeah. and flower power and something. Ah, thank you, Stephanie. That was lovely. I thank I you. Will obviously, <laughs> I will put your links into the show notes, like a link to the shop and to your online and um, to your online presence. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for your time and for your valuable insights and your energy. And I thank you for the experience. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like this podcast episode? Then I would be super, super grateful if you gave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Super helpful. And please subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who you know can benefit from it. You can find all links to my social media profiles, my website and contact form in the show notes. And whenever you're ready to take a next step, then send me a message with where you want to go and what is keeping you where you are, like what keeps you stuck at the moment. And then I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for listening and until the next episode, much love to you, Lydia. Lydia.